You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of NCBA's Beltway Beef Podcast. And today we're catching up with NCBA President Todd Wilkinson, a South Dakota cattle producer from NCBA Summer Business Meeting in San Diego. Todd, how's the meeting going and what are producers feeling this week? Oh, Hunter, this is is awesome. We get producers from all across the country that are in uh, the uh, big turnout. Uh, Numbers are way up. And... And you know the the optimism in the countryside is is contagious. Um, cattle prices are up uh, in all sectors. Uh, you know the cow calf, the the backgrounder, and the feeder. Uh, it is nice when we can gather and and deal in a positive uh, economy. Unfortunately, our industry is continually under attack, and th- those attacks come in various forms. And certainly, one of the biggest uh, right now is is this cell-based product uh, that is, that is uh, gaining uh, recognition, I should say, by uh, USDA. So, and, you know, in case the listeners are not aware of it, there are uh, now uh, chicken-blended products that have, that have uh, gained uh, the ability to market uh, in restaurants, one of them just uh, three blocks away from, from our Washington office. So... If, if everybody thought that this was uh, like George Jetson um, or on Star Trek ordering uh, the meal through the, and it was never going to happen, this is here. This is real. And, and what I tell producers, and when I get interviewed, uh, I'm asked the question, what's the biggest concern that you have uh, for our industry 10 years out? Uh, my, my big concern 10 years out is, is the fact that we have these fake products uh, that are being sponsored by billionaires uh, like uh, Bill Gates and Richard Branson, and they want to take our cattle off the ground. They they want to say that this product is slaughter-free, and we have to attack this both legislatively and regulatorily, and we can't be asleep at the switch. Th- this is a generational issue. So w- when I say that, I expect that this issue, if we don't get it solved in the next two years, could impact not only my son, but my grandsons as they come into our operations. So this is one of the main topics we're hitting on. Well, Todd, that brings me to my next question here. What are some of the policy aspects that NCBA is pushing on the cell-cultured meat front? So again, uh, we want it defined. So if the product is in that refrigerated cooler in in the grocery store, uh, next to the meat, and you see a product that, that says uh, slaughter-free or, or um, uh, cultured meat, um, you know, that, that's not going to uh, bring up the true picture of the product. So we need this uh, issue labeled correctly, and, and how we do that um, brings up a whole myriad of issues. So what we're doing right now is we're going through the committee structure, and the committees are are coming out with policy that's going to give us the ability to work through this. Some of that means that we have to be able to differentiate uh, this product, this goop that they're trying to pass off as meat. We have to be able to differentiate it descriptively, whether that means it's... Uh, um, not labeled as, as meat at all, or, or wh- however that terminology gets worked out. That's the critical part, is getting the labeling and the terminology 
defined now so that when this stuff is on the grocery store shelves, it's correctly identified. Todd, the OFF Act has been a big topic of discussion in Congress, and it's certainly going to be coming up more as we head towards the Farm Bill. What's your perspective on the OFF Act and all of these detractors that are really attacking the beef checkoff? Well, anybody that is in support of the OFF Act, uh, I guess it, let's label them an animal activist, because uh, if you want to follow the money behind the OFF Act, uh, you'll see HSUS, uh, ASPCA, uh, Mercy for Animals, animals or sentient beings, all sorts of organizations that literally want to put the, the producer out of business. And, it, and it's ironic to me that we have uh, cattle organizations that are actually in support of the OFF Act, and yet it's the very uh, organizations that want to put us out of business that are funneling the money and are moving this, this uh, through the legislative tract. You know, Follow the money, folks. Look at where it goes. Look at who's trying to put you out of business. And then you decide if, if you want an act that goes in and that does away with all checkoffs. You know, I, I sat through a meeting yesterday where I heard um, the Federation report almost a uh, 12 to 1 rate of return on a dollar. For every dollar that I pay into the checkoff, I'm getting uh, nearly $12 back. And why anyone would want to do away with that is beyond me. But there is a key thing why the animal activists want to do away with it. Because the checkoff is so successful, they don't want the checkoff to exist. They don't want to push uh, beef demand. That should tell you something about the OFF Act. Anything that HSUS and PETA and the other organizations are lining up to support, you should be running for the door. Todd, let's talk about overregulation here for a moment. That's certainly been a theme of the year with overregulation coming from the Biden administration. What are some specific regulations that have impacted you and the industry as a whole? <laughs> well, I, I will tell you that, you know, that would be a long list, but let's just start with a couple. Let's, let's go back to WOTUS for a minute. Let's talk about the EPA. You know, I'm involved in various farming and ranching operations with, with different sectors of my family. And for 10 plus years now, we haven't really had a clear definition of what, what is the water of the United States, what isn't. Now that we got the Supreme Court weighing in with a, a clear decision, we still have the EPA uh, trying to impose their regulatory power in terms of, uh, don't care what the Supreme Court says, EPA is gonna make up the rules. Or how about let's switch to the BLM. We, we have the BLM now, now trying to redefine uh, the gr grazing legislation that's been in existence for years. They want to put a conservation lease on the same parity with, with grazing. There's no regulatory authority that, for that. There's no law authority for that. But we have a BLM administrator that uh, doesn't really care. Uh, this is another edict from Washington, D.C., where they don't really care what the law is. They're just going to shove it down your throat. Todd, NCBA has been working on animal disease traceability for some time now. Could you tell us why that's important and what the latest is? Well, animal disease traceability is, is one of the linchpins of, of, uh, for the whole uh, beef industry and the, the livestock industry. You know, we, we look at our neighbors to the north. Uh, Canada has a system in place. Uh, Mexico, in order to bring cattle into the United States from Mexico, they have to be EID'd. You know, the biggest thing I tell people about EID is think of it like an insurance policy. You know that if your, your animals are EID identified, and if there is a disease outbreak, like foot and mouth, 
if that disease outbreak occurs, that your herd can be identified as not being in, infected and you can more quickly get back into the regulatory uh, scheme of marketing your cattle. People don't realize the projection of a foot and mouth outbreak in the United States right now is estimated at 228 billion. That's a B, folks, not an M. And it would involve a shutdown of all cattle transportation across the country. So this, this ability to track animals and to uh, work that information back between various state um, veterinary and livestock administration offices is critical. We need to be at the speed of commerce. You know, everything else is, is uh, you push a button and the in information is there instantaneously. We need our information. The fact that our animals are disease-free, the fact that uh, we can keep commerce open, we need that at the speed of commerce. And the only way to effectively do it is with EID. Todd, what are some of the other key issues you're watching for the rest of the year? Uh, I'm, I'm just watching uh, the regulatory onslaught. I mean, I, I have, I thought this was gonna be bad. I, I never envisioned it would be this bad. It, it appears if you follow all the tentacles back from the various regulatory agencies and you trace them up, it all is gonna center back to the administration and the administration's desire to control our way of life. This just isn't just an isolated in, uh, item. They are taking apart item by item by item and they're trying to take your freedoms away. So to everybody that's listening to this, you better be aware that what they can't do legislatively, they're attempting to do by regulation. And if we don't fight back on these regulations, both in the court and legislatively to, to push back, to defund them, they want to control how you do business, when you do business, and where you do business. And that's just not the way NCBA believes the world should operate. Todd, one of the best ways to fight back is by joining NCBA. So what is your message to cattle producers about why they should become members of NCBA? You know, if it, if it isn't clear um, right now to a, a producer who's out there fighting for them, who's out there trying to protect them, who's trying to stop the government mandates, uh, you know, the, the thing that NCBA uh, believes is, is free market, free competition, not the government intervention, not government overregulation. And if you believe in those principles and, and you truly believe that farmers and ranchers are the best stewards uh, in the world, then you need to be on the NCBA bandwagon. You need to be fighting this battle. NCBA is in the trenches. We're in, in the court system. We're fighting the regulations. We're on the hill. Nobody else can make that claim to do all of those things. We're putting your dollar to work uh, as your membership dues to make a difference, and I encourage you to join the battle. Todd, thanks so much for the update today. You betcha. Thank you. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.